Hello everyone, welcome to today's episode, All Audiences Welcome. This is a wonderful segment where I get to sit down and talk to an illustrator of a children's book, Mr. Michael Garriga. If you yourself are passionate about making books, being an author, or even drawing, whether it's comics, illustrating children's books, anything like that, this is a great episode to listen to today. And if you have kids, I highly recommend tuning in, checking this episode out, and supporting the book when you see a child who's different. Oh, and one more thing, I'd like to thank my sister for getting me this amazing interview with Mr. Michael Garriga. Appreciate your support, and I love you, sis. So please, tune in and enjoy. Welcome to IPA Sessions. Welcome to IPA Sessions, a podcast for independent artists. I'm your host, Kay Jacob, and as always, I like to provide a space and a platform for artists out there who are struggling every day to get their work out there and promote themselves. And I like to bring on different guests to talk about different varieties of the entertainment medium. I'm very, very excited today that I have a good friend of not mine, but my sister's. This is a very talented man who has illustrated a children's book along with a author. The book is called When You See a Child Who's Different, and it's written by Abby Luckett Benjamin and illustrated by Mr. Michael Garriga. So I'm very happy to have Michael on the show today, and uh, I'm just going to give it to him. Michael, say hi. Hey, thanks for having me. This is awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Glad to have you here. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, my name is Michael Garriga. I'm originally from Shreveport, Louisiana. I live in West Louisiana right now. I work at the Louisiana Methodist Children's Home where I help children who are in need, children who have abused and been neglected. And um, I share their stories through different kinds of media and marketing and stuff like that. That's just kind of a day gig. But by night, I'm a children's book illustrator and a doodler and a geek of all trades. I feel like, is that philanthropist territory? Yeah. Uh, It's a a nonprofit. It's an agency that's statewide that helps uh, losing us children and families in need. Man, that is incredible. That is really cool. I didn't even know that going into this with you. (laughs) It's it's a job that I get to be very creative with, too. So it's a good outlet for my creativity. I get to help design like magazines and like brochures and then like social media, too. Like we share the stories across all kinds of different platforms. That's so cool. And you only operate within the state of Louisiana? Yeah, well, we have some kids that come from other states, but we, yeah, we all throughout Louisiana. Fantastic. Uh, Michael, we're here today to talk about your illustrations in a children's book, which I announced earlier is called When You See a Child Who's Different. Can you kind of just uh, tell us all about that process, how it got started, how maybe you connected with Abby and kind of just take us through everything? Yeah. Well, I didn't ever think I would actually illustrate a children's book, so it's pretty cool to finally hold it. But I've always loved doodling and drawing. I mean, growing up in uh, school, every margin of my notepad would be full of robots and monsters and creatures and all kinds of stuff. I love it. But uh, fast forward, I met um, Abby, actually. She came to our house to pick up a balloon swag that my wife, she had a side balloon swag business, and she came here pick it up and they were just talking i actually came home for lunch and um we were just talking and she saw my illustrations in my office and then she was like actually i'm looking for an illustrator for this next book and i was like oh i don't know if i'm ready for that i just draw silly little robots i don't so but she talked with me and it was a really great message for the book of inclusion and teaching 
um, not only children, but adults about what makes us different, makes us special. And so I was like, yeah, I would love to be a part of this. And that was before I knew what I was taking on of creating a children's book um, from scratch. So it was, it was quite a journey, but like I said, it's nothing like when you put your heart into something, you actually get to physically like hold it at the end of the day. It's a great feeling. Yeah. It's accomplishment. It's achievement. It's something to be, you know, satisfied and proud of to show off, especially because based off what I've seen from your book, uh, it seems to be very encouraging and very, uh, I don't want to just say open-minded, but really accepting. And that that's the whole message of it is acceptance and curiosity and, you know, like, you know, not only just, you know, children who are different with disabilities, but, you know, kids who have glasses or, you know, kids who, you know, may need like a crutches to walk for a little while, just stuff that makes us different. And I love having all the different kinds of kids. Now, when my page layout of, you know, um, I had 16 kids in there, I was like, oh, we'll have like 16 different kids on there. And I was like, that's going to be great. And then I was got to like, kid eight and i was like oh my god i gotta think of like eight more kids to draw now <laughs> at the time i was like oh i don't know if this is gonna work but it, it turned out really good nice can you just take me through your steps as an illustrator how you came up with the idea for these children um how you went about it did you get any help with abby um just kind of take me through that process yeah so we went back and forth about the kind of the heart and feel of the book and kind of what Abby wanted it to, the personality of it, how she wanted to come across. And so I'm a big researcher. So I started looking up, you know, are there books kind of like that already out there? I went on Amazon. I went to the library. And then I started to kind of collect everything. I have tons of children's books on my shelves. And people come by and they're like, do you have kids? I'm like, yeah, we have kids. It's not the... 36 year old with tons of children's books. <laughs> and like, so I'd go through a lot of my own books for like, I have some pages that I just find like beautiful layouts. And I'm like, you know, I try to draw from those Dan Santan. He's a, I'm a huge fan of his and he's got some gorgeous layouts. And so like, I've got some of his books. And so I just gather all that. And then I would kind of basically make some thumbnails of like her words, like, and then put that together and then we'd go over that and then I'd move it to fuller pages. And I actually draw digitally on a program called Procreate, which if people haven't heard of that, I would highly recommend, especially if you're trying to learn how to draw or get into drawing. Cause I, I was trying to get better at digital because that's what a lot of people move towards. Yeah. Feel free to elaborate more on the program because I like to let people know about technical stuff. It's a, a amazing program. It's on I, app, the iPad and it's free. Um, you can get an iPhone pen or i think you can use just like a stylus pen or something like that but it's be got able to all, use your finger at all for yeah, touch screen you use your finger too it's touch oh, that's screen. cool you just download it and i was like it's so user-friendly too like even if you don't know how to draw you could pick it up and just doodle around with it i mean i youtube how to do a bunch of stuff like i had a youtube how to like do a layout for a children's book because you know that's just not something i <laughs> know and then like mm-hmm. uh how you know to put one together and there's all different kinds of like i could draw with a crayon if i wanted to or a marker or a paintbrush there's like calligraphy kind of pens pencils uh it's, it's all, and then you can buy different brushes too for that too now i've seen images because uh my sister was kind enough to share pictures from the book with me that's why i was like wow this is really cool i have a six-year-old myself and i'm i'm, I'm don't worry i'm gonna support you guys uh, i plan to get that for him he loves reading 
Uh, he's a curious child. He is so curious. And I think this book is amazing for him because it allows him to explore that curiosity. But what I've noticed about your illustrations is they have a kind of a watercolor look to them. What what was the design that you went with in the end? I'm looking at them like going, what was my design in the beginning? Because I don't know if that's how it ended. Uh, <laughs> I really like the like watercolor feel, and I tried, you know, to actually pick up watercolor, and, you know, on paper, and then it, I found it a little easier digital too. But I kind of was going more for like a '90s Nicktoon back in the day kind of color schemes, you know, bright colors and. Thought it felt nostalgic. <laughs> yeah, and it, it kind of just came to me. I didn't even mean to. And like my Franklin character, which is the little boy with glasses, when I put them together. I was like, he kind of looks like Chucky from Rugrats. And I was like, I didn't mean to do that. I just drew him like, just put them all together. Right. It's like you're pulling from your own childhood experience. They, they inceptioned me. I had no idea. <laughs> and just drawing like uh, different features. And I wanted to do a lot more like my, my girl, Charlie has like purple hair and she's the one with like the robot arm, which actually based on a friend of mine from college, this little girl who was born without her arm. And her arm is actually the, the same arm that she has in real life because she got the book too. And she was like, mom, is, is that my arm? And she reached out to me and I was like, I didn't know, I didn't know if y'all would notice, but yeah, that's her arm. That's wonderful. And there's all kinds of little Easter eggs in the book. If not, it was going to be for me. I was like, I, I'll always see the Easter eggs and some people may pick them up if not. And we had a great idea to have butterflies hidden throughout the whole book because butterflies are a big part of Abby and Avery's life. And so I was like, what if we hid like butterflies throughout the whole book? So not only is it like a really impactful story, but it's something that like parents could do with their kids too. Well, it adds a personal touch. Yeah. It adds, it adds something very special to Avery and Abby. And I, I think that's very sweet. And, and that, that's what I wanted to do for not only them, but for, you know, anyone picking up this book. Cause I know how much not only getting this story out for her means, but hopefully other people picking it up, what they'll get from it too. So you've gone through the process, you got your designs, you illustrated them all, all out using your, what, what is the name of the program again? I'm sorry. Procreate. Yeah. So you illustrated all your designs through the Procreate app. About how long was this process in total for you from beginning to end? Just the illustration part. When, once you connected with Abby and you guys got to work. I would say to all together, oof, I was, it was probably about six months it got a little interrupted when I got really sick with COVID. So I had I'd started strong and then I got sick with COVID and then I picked back up after that. But uh, a good solid six months. Wow. Just from concept, like I would draw some of the characters by hand. And like I said, then I would draw them digitally. Then I would just, I'd be doodling sometimes at work and I'd be like, oh, that's good. Let me draw that real quick. And then like, then throughout the process, I would have like my iPad. I'd go to the doctor and I'd be waiting in the waiting room trying to draw some or <laughs> in bed drawing and like lunch breaks drawing. So it was probably about six months though. Man, you found the time. I like that. So you got the illustrations done and now you guys are trying to get this thing finalized and published. Uh, how long was that process for you? In, in total? Uh, well, we got, we went through a program on Amazon, uh, Kindle Direct Publishing, I believe it's KDP. It's pretty user-friendly. You like you have to create the book in a PDF and then you have to upload it through them. And then they take care of all the printing and the mailings. So right now we just have it on Amazon and you can purchase it in person. But um, that process, the back and forth within the six months was probably like two or three weeks. Not just bad. To make sure, just to make sure it was all good, which luckily Abby had already done this 
with two other illustrators. So she helped me, you know, and I was kind of learning it too. That's awesome. So it was a brand new experience for you. Oh, 100%. That's awesome. And you guys seem to work really well together. Uh, and the book does seem to be very successful so far. That's good. So you said that as of right now, people can get a digital copy uh, through Amazon Kindle? A physical copy off Amazon. You can get a physical copy. Okay, so it's yeah. just a physical copy right now. And if they yeah. want, they can go to Amazon. Excellent. So now that you've told us about the process and everything that you've done, I want to get into some of the, uh, the harder questions here. And by that, I just mean the hard stuff that you've had to face. What was your biggest challenge, the hardest reality doing this process that you had to overcome? I have a bad problem with imposter syndrome. So I didn't think I was really an illustrator. And so getting most artists do, <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, I feel like I'm probably not the only ones, especially anybody listening that's ever, you know, dealt with that. But that was thinking like I would draw one of my kids and I'd feel good about it. Then I'd get on like Instagram and I look at one of the artists I'm following. And I'm like, why am I doing this? This is <laughs> why am I, why am I, when people are drawing stuff like that, you almost feel like you might be copycat. Yeah. And I, and like, I, just like I was talking about with my Rugrat kid, I was like, well, now I've drawn a Rugrat. Like, what is, uh, but facing that and facing myself of going like, you can do this. You just have to power through that wall. And I say that not only to like anyone listening, but to myself still, I've, I face it all the time when I'm like working on new projects. I'm like, oh, that looks pretty good. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you're not really an illustrator, like, but I am, I'm looking at my book. So, you know, that's something that was a big, um, monster to, to fight off, to fight through. I ask this question a lot too, for people, cause I, I, everyone, you know, is going to face a challenge. And it seems like the key answer for most people, no matter what they're working on, a book, uh, a movie, uh, music, podcasting, it's always the hardest challenge you know, that they've had to face was reinforcing their own confidence within themselves. And that does seem to be key is that you got to just be confident in who you are, be confident in your work, have faith in yourself that you can achieve these things if you put your mind to it. And that's what it sounds like to me that you had to do to overcome it. And it looks like it paid off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was the hardest part is like when you get going and then you get to it. I mean, I, th I think the book was like 26 pages. So like getting to page, you know, 14 and 15, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can keep going with this, <laughs> but like just the physical drawing of it too is pretty hard. Gotta have the determination. Yeah, making the time and determination to to finish it and finding the time because, like I said, this is like my side gig at night or lunch breaks and things like that. Because once you persevere and you you know conquer it, the rewards are amazing, and not only for myself but hopefully for anyone who ever picks up the book. Right. And, th and that's what you want. You want that to come across. That's good. And I mean, the whole, the whole point of this book, you know, is about, you know, acceptance and curiosity and having confidence as well. It seems like it's encouraging for children with disabilities and for children who don't have disabilities, it allows them to see how strong these kids are and how much they are alike, even though they may be different. I think that's a really cool message. I'm putting the message out. I didn't even think about that for myself. So that just blew <laughs> my mind. Right? <laughs> um, I want to ask you now, with given your history, we know that you are an illustrator, that you love to draw. It's something that you mentioned that you've always doodled and had fun doing these things. This was the first big task. Uh, it was something that you really wanted to tackle. It was your first time illustrating this book. So knowing that this was your first time and you're pulling from your experience with just your artwork alone, 
Was there anything unexpected that you had to deal with while working on this project? Something that maybe you learned in the moment that you had never encountered before that was completely new to you? Beside maybe like the actual how to put a book together, like through Amazon and like building a book, probably learning more about like layout and storytelling through imagery. You know, we had the words on there beautifully written by Abby, but like we, I had to convey, you know, emotion and story through those images. Like most of the time I'm just drawing a cool robot, you know, giving a thumbs up or, you know, fighting some kind of guy, but like drawing kids and like being in like a school setting or going to the movies was kind of out of my wheelhouse. So learning that and a new way to draw certain characters and put them into scenes and like i said layouts was very huge like there's a page when they go to the movie theaters and i actually put one of my one of my robots my peach robot in there and i was like what if we did like the kids going to the movies and i was like well what if i did them with like movie posters behind them and then you know instead of just having like the kids sitting there like why not have all this other kind of Easter egg stuff for people to find, which I kind of picked up from Dan Santant, not to bring him up again. No, hey, I mean, we're here to be honest and giving credit and and inspiration due to who inspired you. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not copycat when you're inspired by someone. That's the whole point of this show is to help provide inspiration so that the next artist that comes along can take that confidence and the struggle that you had and know what to prepare themselves for. I think that's great. And also the whole fact that that you did the, the movie scene like that, I think that's brilliant because children are very very creative little creatures. Very. <laughs> and I I I thought I had an imagination as someone who does podcasting, who works in the film industry that loves movies. You know, I love cartoons. I love my comic books as as well as you. I know you're a big comic book fan, but you know, I have my six year old in my life and that boy is more creative than I can ever be. And his only, he's only six years old and it blows my mind. Like the, just the stuff, just his imagination alone blows my mind. And it's so amazing to see that. And I think that you giving them this ability to be like kind of, in their mindset where as an adult, yeah, we would probably think looking at children like, Oh, they're in a movie theater, whatever it's boring, but no, for a kid, you really want to capture that imagination. So you give them what they experience when they go to the theater. And me as a kid, my favorite thing to do right away was walk through the hallways and look at all the cool posters on the wall. That's why my own house is decorated in movie posters. I I like to make it feel like a movie theater. So I, I think that's a really nice touch. That's what, and that's that page, especially because I I'm a hundred percent with you. I, I grew up, there's nothing like going to see a movie, like seeing it on the big screen, getting popcorn, walking through the you know hallway, seeing all the movies coming out and then watching the trailers and looking at each other going like, oh, we're going to go see that. Or I don't know about that one, but just growing up, like watching all that, whenever that page came up, I was like, I want them to have that feeling of like curiosity and inspiration, just like you're saying to Maybe even like maybe they haven't been to the movie theater or maybe that's something they might want to do. And maybe they inspire or ignite that love for uh, the theater and stuff like that. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, As someone who works in the film industry, too, I've had the pleasure of working with I don't want to say disadvantaged uh, or disabled, but I have had a chance of working with neurodiverse people. And A, they're some of the most amazing people I've had the privilege of meeting and working with. And B, they are extremely talented. Uh, you talk about you know children and adults with autism acting. 
and other um, neurodiverse, they know what they're doing. They're really talented. And it's encouraging to see that they're overcoming these things while also showcasing them. And it's putting that confidence out there. So I think what this book does is the same thing that these other shows that I've worked on have done, where I hope that it inspires a disabled child or neurodiverse child to have the courage to be like, I can do this too. So I, I think that's really cool. That's inspiring to have, to hear that that's, you know, happened in Hollywood and stuff like that. That's really, really amazing. Hollywood's not perfect, but they are striving to be better. Just like everyone else, every day you want to strive to be better and better. And that's just my personal philosophy is that I want to wake up and be better each day than I was the day before. And it takes time. Yeah, and that was um, a whole reason that I, I wanted to do the book too is I feel like there's a lot of good in this world, but there's a lot of bad too. And I think you should always put more good into it to counter it. And creating this book, uh, I hope, puts a little more good into the world. You can always leave the world better than you found it. Absolutely. I may be quoting somebody from that. I'm not sure. but Hey, you know what? I like it. And if, if we are, we'll figure it out and we'll okay. make sure that the right person gets credit. And, you know, everything starts with our kids. It starts yeah. with children because they take over after us anyway. It's something that I've learned as I've gotten older. And I can't wait for them to get older because when my son gets older, it's like, yep, welcome to the real world. It's really fun. That's <laughs> And I mean that sarcastically. <laughs> well, uh, moving along, we're going to get some more uh, exciting stuff, more um, happy stuff. What is the most valuable takeaway that you've had from this entire experience? I would say um, we will we discuss it, but like anything's possible as long as you believe in yourself, you have people around you that believe in you. Like my wife was a, a huge support of me in this book and like when I was hitting the wall of I don't think so she's like shut up you're an illustrator so keep illustrating I'm like, <laughs> that's a good life yeah very <laughs> and then I would give her my edits for the book and she'd be like change this this and this I'm like okay thanks and I'd walk off with you know <laughs> but if you believe in yourself and persevering you can you you can do it you may not think it at the time and it may be like dark in the tunnel but there you know there's light at it and just Keep, keep going. Right. I mean, it sounds to me like your most valuable takeaway was what you mentioned earlier about having the confidence in yourself to do this, but that you got it through your family, through your wife. I'm assuming through your children as well. Uh, that's that's pretty impressive considering that that's the whole feeling of this book. And that seems to be the whole purpose of it. So it seems like not only were you able to put that out there for others, but you gained more love and understanding and knowledge from that experience yourself. So as always, family is valuable. It's it's probably the most valuable thing to, especially to people like us who have kids and have a family that that is very valuable. And to to learn that you gain your confidence through them, that's really cool. Well, I don't I don't have any kids yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Are, no, you're good. But we're expecting one in uh, October. So excellent. I can't wait to read this book to them. And knowing one day we would have kids, you know, I thought about that as well. I was like what would I want to read to my kid or, you know, what would I want to show the images to? That's awesome. And congratulations, by the way. Thank you very much. We're very excited. Yeah. <laughs> a little scared, but you know, also excited, but I, you know, illustrating that I was like, what if I'm laying, you know, with my kid and, you know, on the couch or in bed, bringing them a bedtime story, what would I, images would I want to show them for this at the time, future unborn Garriga child that hadn't existed yet. But in my mind, <laughs> what would they want to look at? And so that was, that was pretty cool to think about too. Well, it sounds like you have a really good support system through your wife. So make sure you thank her. <laughs> well, I, well I, every day. <laughs> um, 
So my next question, and it honestly sounds like we may have answered this as well, but uh, everything that you've done with your, your personal experience, the, the process that you went through, the illustrating, the, the new techniques that you learned, working with Abby, uh, having your wife be there to encourage you and kind of help you, you know, not second guess yourself, but to push through. I want to ask what your drive was. What drove you? What got you through everything? What was your drive? Seeing if I could do it. Nice. You know, starting it and realizing it, that it wasn't just like I'm drawing an image, like I'm creating a book. Like I've, I've got to finish it, not only for myself, but for anyone to hear this message. Like it's such a, a good message that it needs to be out there and it's been brought to me to put it out there. So I've got to, I've got to finish it. I've, I've got to make sure that it's done to my best ability because sometimes I'll look at it and I'm like, why did I put that there? Why did I draw that? But at the time, you know, I've got to create it and design it and, construct this to my best ability to put it out there because it it needs to be out there that's awesome i i love your answer too because i when i do this um show with when i do this show with other people i always ask a lot of these same questions uh and i enjoy the drive question because everyone has something different that motivates them and i think you're the first person to say i just want to see if i could do it and just simply questioning yourself is awesome because you were like who knows? I, I may not succeed at this, but why not? Let me give it a shot. And I again, going back to the theme of your book, the theme of Abby and you's book, the the whole, you know, accepting and understanding and having confidence in yourself. It's scary to try new things. It's scary to put yourself out there and do something different. And to simply just be like, I did it to see if I could is awesome. It, it was very scary. And that putting like it all together and not thinking it. And yeah, it was, it was, I didn't think I could. And then, you know, like I said, I'm holding it right now. <laughs> it's in your hands. There you go. Hands. <laughs> My last question for you. Uh, and I promise this one will be easy. <laughs> uh, come on. Is there anything that you would like to say to anyone who's looking to do what you do? Do you have any advice for any illustrators or future illustrators out there? If you want to become a children's book illustrator or a comic book illustrator or just an illustrator, just do it. Practice. Get out there. You know, pick up, you know, if you want to be a children's book illustrator, go find some children books. You know, if you want to be a comic book illustrator, you know, find you some favorite artists and comic series and get into it. Engulf yourself into those worlds and learn about them and just, just do it. Just try it. You know, there's – you'll never know – how good you are or what you can do until you actually do it till you actually push yourself. And the only person that will hold you back is yourself. And if you don't listen to that voice in your head and you strive and you push through it, you can do anything. What is the saying? The world is your oyster. You got to go get it. There you go. I, I love, uh, I love once again, this is a reoccurring theme on this show <laughs> is every artist, no matter what they do, says the same thing. Just do it. And each one interprets that differently. And, and I love hearing from each artist what their definition of doing it is, what, what going out there and just doing it means. It's not simply just doing it. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of prep. There's a lot of time that you got to put into this. I think that's awesome. And, uh, I guess now we're going to start wrapping this up, Michael. Is there anything else that you would like to add or talk about before we plug you? Just anyone um, listening, don't be afraid to follow your dreams, whatever they may be. 
And with those dreams, you know, whatever you're going to put to this world will make it better. That's right. What you put in, you get back. Isn't that how it goes? Yeah. I like that. You don't know it at the time. You don't know like the fruits of your label will be, but your art may impact somebody that you'll never meet. Maybe you will get to meet them, maybe at a Comic-Con or something like that, but there will be people that you never get to meet that your artwork will impact. And if that impactfulness is, is good, then that's more good growing in this world. I don't know a better note to end on than that. <laughs> I'd like to take this time now to just uh, put yourself out there, Michael, if anyone wants to reach out to you for maybe more work, uh, if you want to uh, let people follow you on any social media that you have for your, your company, your non-for-profit, if people want to reach out to that. And of course, please tell us how we can find this book uh, and exactly how to go about getting it. Yeah, it's um, when you see a child who's different, it's on Amazon. Just search it. Order bunches of them, please. And if, if uh, look me up on Facebook, Michael Garriga, just how it's spelled. And then on Instagram, Michael.Garriga. So you can see all kinds of other artwork that I've got going. Yeah. And your last name, Garriga, that's G-A-R. G-A-R-R-I-G-A. Excellent. I've heard it. I've heard it all. Garcia, Gargonzola, Garriga. Garriga. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And uh, again, tell us uh, anyone that's interested in getting in touch with you through your non-for-profit. Would you like to talk about oh, it's, that? Uh, Louisiana United Methodist Children and Family Services. It's lumcfs.org. You can go there, check us out. You can donate um, and be a part of our mission to help those kids in need. Excellent. All right. Well, Michael, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, I really enjoyed this conversation with you. Uh, I learned some new things and I I do every time I do this and I hope that the audience listening learns something new. And I just, I really, as always, I hope that the listeners found this episode to be encouraging and inspiring. Thank you for taking us through a lot of the challenges that you had to face uh, through the new techniques you had to learn. Thank you for giving us the technical know-how of how to kind of go about doing this. I really appreciate that. And I hope the audience did as well. Man, I appreciate it, Jacob. Thanks for having me on and um, hopefully this will inspire others to you know follow their dreams absolutely couldn't agree more as always guys thank you for listening thank you for tuning in and until the next time stay golden thanks for tuning in to ipa sessions to help support this podcast please rate and review and click that subscribe button to follow for new bi-weekly episodes. And if you're an independent artist out there looking to promote your work or yourself, please reach out to me via social media at IPA Sessions on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also reach out to me via email at ipasessionspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and I hope you felt inspired.